It's time for another episode of the Freestyle Club. Warning. Warning. The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. With your hosts, the unknown admin, Raphael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to the Freestyle Club. You can call this the blah, 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 blah episode. Joining me on this episode, of course, is the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastard? Let's talk about the Freestyle Club. We made it to 16 episodes. Did you even think that we could get here? Because I thought we were canceled after the first one. Uh, uh, same thing. Though. I was like, oh, that's a grand opening, grand closing, one episode. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> so I'm really shocked that we made it this far. I'm so excited for 2019. Let's talk about a little bit about 2018 before we go forward. I really did think it was over until we got on the phone and it's like, well, you know, let's just have a different person every week. And you're like, ah, that might work. I mean, I think that really did the trick and it really changed the show. And I think it made it for the better. I, I you know, to me personally, I think it adds something new every week, at least for me. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's the same for everybody else that's listening. You know, it's not just the same two dopes talking back and forth. Week after week, you got third person to break it up. I always love that third chair concept, how we have someone come in, they're the expert. We're taking people on their word. And for the most part, you know, people are very honest, too honest sometimes, where we have to edit some things out. First of all, I am humbled because they share so much of themselves and so much of their experience. And, you know, I'm shocked by some of the things I've heard. You know, you're talking about people who are openly talking about the fear of rejection that we've heard. We heard people talk about um, looking for validation. We've talked, you know, we heard people talk about being bankrupt on the show more than once. Somebody, you know, uh, somebody getting their their uh, car repossessed, the artistic yeah, mobile. Yeah, 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 the uh, royalty ride. Yeah. So and and, and you know, Edie talking about you know fighting to keep her own name. You know, what kind of crazy shit is that? That someone has to fight to keep their own name. Um, so uh, to me, it, it's just been humbling and eye-opening. And uh, I really, really want to thank all the artists, the DJs, the producers that came on the show and shared their stories with us. I, you know, I wasn't expecting all that, to be honest with you. Well, we've had DJ Bryski come on and be very passionate about vinyl. Uh, we've had Artie Rodriguez talking about, I don't trust anyone. You know, I always remember that, like in my head, Alyssa B on here, which was an honor she got to share her history. Uh, Steve, Mr. Miami O'Neill. We got to talk a little bit about everything. Andre Faria was here. People wondered why we had him on. And I'm like, well, you know, this is a guy that, you know, he came and he spilled the beans. Whatever people take it as, your interpretation of what a person says on here, it's your interpretation. We have to take it as, you know, that's the truth. And that's what people come in here for is to talk from their heart. You know, like Edie did, like Victoria did, like Sammy Zone, like TKA K7. Uh, like Willie Valentine on our last episode, Wendy, Michael Ecstasy, uh, Miguel Reyes, Tim Schomer. Yeah. And, and to go back to Andre, to me, I, I was excited to have him on because, you know, you and I always talk about how Glenn had predicted the future and, and people would shit on him for it. And the same way with Andre, you know, talking about streaming and people were shitting on him and, and look how well he's doing and now we started to see little by little more artists starting to stream and and you know it's to me it's freestyle is always two steps behind 
and it was refreshing to have someone that was looking two steps ahead, you know? We do a lot to protect the people that come on here. Uh, there's a lot of things that have been left on the editing floor because we're not here to um, sensationalize things or start wars or we just have one person that sits here. They pour their heart out. And then sometimes we talk to each other, Raphael and I, and we say, you know, should we put this on? Is this something that people should know? Or we even ask the artist, is there something on here that you don't want to, for people to hear? And sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. For the most part, people are like, no, leave everything in there. No, I'm surprised that no one's really told me directly or or that I heard of say, hey, don't put this part in. Or maybe if we're talking and and the conversation gets a little personal, we'll say, well, we're not going to put that part in. You know, that's our own discretion. We'll say, no, we're not. We're not looking for you to uh, call somebody out or, or, or talk about people in a negative way we want to know your story we don't need to know um anything more than that for the time that we spoke to wendy we had more of a happy go lucky conversation that we had to edit out about an hour's worth of stuff you know but we were just here laughing for an hour and two hours and then wow we're at the three hour mark you know (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's another thing that that surprised me is how much laughing we do during the podcast that you know unfortunately uh everyone don't get to hear but like with Wendy, we did a lot more laughing than talking for those two hours. Honestly, that that was one of my shows that I, I don't believe that I've laughed so hard was during during that show. And unfortunately, you don't get to hear all that. But yeah, but every episode, you know, that's one thing that I love that is that we laugh every episode. You know, we have a good time doing each episode. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I want to thank the people that have really taken to our show and that really want to be part of it and can't wait for it to come back. We've had people reaching out to us that want to be on it and I've asked some people to come on it. There are some surprising guests coming for the new year and we're going to get the schedule going and we're going to get people back on here. Uh, For a long time, I had episode after episode after episode sitting on my computer and I got kind of worried. I'm like, wow, we're four weeks out because we have so much content. That that was crazy that I had to step in and help. So people don't know, Jose is the one that books the artists. I, I mean, I've asked him to get a couple of people. Like I've been, I was really adamant that I wanted um, Elisa B. Right, so he got he got it for me. It was a couple of artists that I also wanted. Of course, Miguel Reyes because we have the last name and and so on <laughs> and so forth. Right, so this. For the most part, he does all the bookings, but I do ask, you know, for him to get certain artists, and he gets them. So Jose gets the artists. Jose um, edits the show. And he does a lot of that. You know, what I do is just, you know, I get to sit back, relax, listen in and and chime in once in a while. And I do the artwork and the episode naming. So everyone knows what the workflow is because, you know, I hate to bring it up, but we have people say, oh, you didn't name that episode just to make fun of the artist. And no, it's nothing can be further from the truth. I named the episodes and there's no way that I'm going to sit here and think of a name to this, the artist that I just had on. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I mean, you had, uh, for Savvy Zone's episode, 12 inches of zone. I'm like, where the fuck did he get that from? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, for the one uh, that we got the most flack for was uh, Canadian Bacon. I think that's the one that people, right. people were trying to point out. And it's like, no, it's just because, you know, Canada, Canadian Bacon is a John Candy movie. I, that's what I took out of it. And um, that's it. Yeah, to me, the only thing that I know from Canada is Canadian bacon and hockey. So I wasn't going to name it hockey. 
uh, or maybe Bigfoot. I wasn't going to name it that either. So it, to me, it was obvious Canadian bacon. Now, if we have another Canadian artist or if Vicky comes back, I have no idea what I'm going to call it then. So how do you feel when people say, oh, that artist is full of shit or that person talking is full of shit? For the most part, I think they're telling their truth. Right. So we don't always have to agree. Right. And maybe someone else has a different take. And, you know, if I have a, a doubt, maybe I'll question them. I, I've heard people say, hey, you went in on, on, on this artist or that artist. Artists are like, I don't think I went in on them. I just asking them questions that I think everybody wants to know, you know? Right. It's not, you know, so it's not like we're giving them a free ride, but we're not here to beat anybody over the head or waterboard them to get answers. <laughs> that, I think they're going to expect that for season two. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, again, you know, I, I'm new to this, so I feel that I, I'm growing with each episode. So maybe I'll ask better questions down the road hopefully i'll get better and i'll ask better questions but i think for the most part you know i have to say that you know i've i've given you a lot of compliments especially on the willie valentine one and and on the wendy one and on a couple of them tim shomer one and you're like this investigative reporter i'm like i didn't think of that what you know and and you ask every time that you ask questions i see like i picture you in my head with like um uh, not glasses, but like you know how they they have that one glass that you put on your eye, oh, a monocle, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a you know monocle. Is that? Let me ask you this question. And I always have fun. I always have fun with that. I when I hear you and and I'm like, damn, he's really good, you know. And and I think that you've come out of your shell and you found your calling. I wish you were here so you could host Clubhouse. <laughs> I might I might love doing that one day, but it's so far away, you know. But yeah, we have to do the remote version of it. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club Podcast, theunknownadmin.com, and cprsmusic.com. I want to take a second and and thank the fans or the listeners or whatever we want to call them, right? Uh, People who listen to our podcast, whether they're fans, listeners, whatever they want to label them, I don't care. Well, they're going to be called club members because they're part of the Freestyle Club. Right. So I want to thank them because without them, you know, who would be (laughs) listening to us but ourselves, right? And we get in thousands of downloads. It's crazy that we've got so many downloads. But I I want to thank them for, for listening, sharing and especially commenting and giving us feedback and telling us, hey, I want to hear more about this. Hey, I want to hear more about that. Hey, you know, so I, it's crazy. To me, it's just crazy. There's a, there's a lot of lobbying, too, to be on the show. And, and for you, you've seen that. Like, put me on. I want to say this. I want to say that. And I'm like, mm, that's kind of scary. Yeah, well, listen, I'm not here. Well, at least I'm not here to give someone a platform to shit on someone else. Nope, not me. That, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, that's not what I'm here for. You know, there's other places for that. Uh, someone else can start a podcast and, and do their own thing if that's what they want to do but i'm here to have the give the artist that opportunity to share their story because the one thing that's missing in freestyle is hearing these stories every other genre you can hear interviews where people talk about the depression about you know the sacrifices they made about going you know the financial hardships the emotional hardships but this genre there is no freestyle podcast until now which is kind of weird and i'm not gonna fuck it up just to talk shit about other people. So that, yeah. that's our question. And I think it's important for them to be able to come in here and feel comfortable and tell their story. And that's what I want. Some people wanted this to be more like the fracking flat levers. And we lasted 12, 13 episodes because it was always us on the defensive, us trying to prove a point. And it just got kind of, I don't know, it got exhausting. We can still be honest. We can still get the point across. 
but we don't have to be that way. As a matter of fact, I don't think people could handle fracking flat levers because, you know, the way that the world is now, very sensitive. You can't really have a conversation these days with anyone in a way that we used to. We have to really kind of scale back and really try to be more entertaining and be more like a freestyle magazine where people tell their stories and we could ask hard questions, but not something that is going to go over the board disrespectful and be able to give information. I think educating the community is better than what the flat levers used to do. Well, listen, I, honestly, I don't think freestyle can handle the, the flat levers at this point, the way uh, society is. And, you know, you yourself had an experience where you had producers teaming up with fans to get you off your own radio station. Here's what I don't understand. Okay, let's say that you get me kicked off the radio and it happened at the beginning of this year. It, it was a, a six-month process and it was a hard six-month process because of the fact that, and Ralph, I'm going to ask you permission. Do, am I allowed to talk about the folks that were involved or would you like me to keep their names out of the podcast? I, I say just talk about it in general. Because, again, like I said, I'm not here to shit on anybody, but it's important that people know what's going on behind the scenes without us getting too deep into it, right? Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had a, a poll, and that poll, it, it had two songs. And I've always explained to these folks how the voting works, and, and it's easy. You know, I always say, please don't stuff the ballot. You know, I have my own rules. Everybody has their own rules. My rules have been the same. They've never changed. I've explained to the same people the same rules previously, various times when it came to another artist. I put the poll up. It was two songs, two great songs. And and it's just like Edie said, it doesn't matter where you are on the countdown as long as you're on the countdown. She was number one, as a matter of fact, for, I believe one or two weeks and she was number 10 for the entire year because she was on the countdown for a long period of time so she outlasted some other songs as a matter of fact one of the songs that we put on the poll at that time in january uh, it ended up being like in their 20s or 18 around there because people forgot about it but long story short i had two songs on the poll and what ended up happening was this specific group started bringing people in to the to the poll and then the first thing that they would do when they would bring them in and it would say you know this person is bringing this person into the group and then when you accept them the first thing they would do is go vote for the artist and that's called stuffing the ballot because i can see that you're the person that it's bringing the person in to just vote for that and they don't listen to the radio show they don't listen to the podcast you're just bringing them in to vote for your artist because you want them to win so i put a post up and i talked about that so they responded and so as as part of my proof i took a sample and that sample was a person that they brought into the group to vote it had no picture on it and the only friends that they had in common was the people that were involved with the song so they brought that person in to vote so i took a snippet of it and i i, I showed that to them as proof that of them stuffing the ballot they took it upon themselves to say that i was bullying their son and and that's the narrative. I was bullying their son and they took that and they sent me a message beforehand and they stated, watch and see what's going to happen now because I called them out on the stuffing of the ballot. I, I also may have made a statement to them that was not too polite and I take responsibility for that, but that was my opinion of them and their work. And it's been like that for years. It isn't like it's brand new, but they said they took this narrative of you are bullying my son who went to vote for the song that you have on your poll. So they ended up calling the radio station. They ended up calling uh, the general manager. They ended up emailing the, the president of the college who has nothing 
nothing to do with the radio station, has nothing to do with how we conduct business. And for those of you that may not know this, but we're a community radio station. We, as community uh, leaders, are the ones who make sure that we get enough advertising to keep the radio station going. They went to my job to complain about me. And not only that, but they harassed the general manager. They spoke on fake lawsuits and they talked about how they were going to sue the radio station and and if they didn't kick me off the air. It just became this big, big issue. The worst part about it was that not only were they trying to get me kicked off, but then they got a fan, someone who I guess was following them at the time to also do some dirty work for them, which kind of bit them in the ass because months later, that same person exposed them and Exactly the same things that my general manager spoke on, that person that they they got to try to get me kicked off the air, he regurgitated verbatim the conversation that I had personally with my uh, general manager at the radio station. So how would that person know if he wasn't told by the people that sent them? And on the message that he had posted, he put in there that they were the ones who sent him to fight the good fight on their behalf to get me kicked off the radio station. I saw the whole issue or incident that developed between you and, and the producers, right? And they were saying, you know, yeah, you were harassing their family member, but if that was true, if that was really true, where was the screenshot of it? That That's my question when that was happening. Where's the screenshot of this bullying? Because if that's truly happening, you know there would have been a screenshot, right? And I didn't see that. So I was confused by that. And also, it was kind of weird that, you know, they teamed up with this fan and then the fan turned on them and exposed the whole conspiracy, really, what they had going. That, you know, they sent him after you. Yeah. And so, and you know, he, he let that out because I guess he felt betrayed by them or there was some misunderstanding between them. And so he felt compelled to tell the truth about what really went on behind the scenes there. And I was like, well, look, look at this. Look what's going on. This is crazy. And it's all about that freestyle fake control, you know, that that fake power. You know, the first thing that I did was contacted the label, the label head that was representing them. And I said, hey, you know, do you know about this, this uh, frivolous lawsuit that is going to happen? And they were like, no, I, I have the flu right now. I'm completely sick. I don't know what's going on. Who's using the, the record label name and who's using my name to try to sue you? That would never happen. And they went and they contacted them. But then he contacted me back, you know, and he kind of took their side. You know, that's the end of that relationship because they didn't understand that I am professional. And if I wasn't professional, all these people that have tried behind the scenes to get me kicked off the radio, you know, I don't have to play anyone. I can do an old school show. I can choose to play who I want to play. But I still include these folks on my show and I try to promote them. So, that, and that's hard. That's kind of hard that for six months you have somebody spitting in your face and trying to get you kicked off the radio, but you're playing their music anyway. This leads me to my most important question to them directly. What was the end game? What the fuck were you thinking? Because yes, you get CPR off the air. Guess what? There is no fulano de tal waiting on the bench to take over Clubhouse. Once CPR is gone, that is the end of freestyle on that station. I don't know if they know that. I don't know if they even thought about that. But that is the end of freestyle on that station. And I don't want to say that I'm responsible for all their sales. But I know that some of those sales come from my show. Right. But here, listen, think about it. You're going to lose free. How many other stations are playing freestyle right now? And I'm not talking about 
half an hour, an hour during lunch on some obscure place on the dial. Talk about what station on FM is playing freestyle on a regular basis. You can count it on one hand, not even a couple of fingers on one hand. Yeah. So what was what was the end game to get you off the air and to really show you that they have that power and then they lose that, that avenue? Well, and, and the funny and ironic part about it is this. The quote that the general manager gave me was that one person was like, oh, no, we got to get him kicked off the air. He's a bully. He's bullying my son. And then the other one would be like, no, no, we can't kick him off. He plays our music. And, well, that, uh, and that's exactly what was written by the fan that was sticking up for them or fighting the good fight, trying to get him kicked off the air on their behalf. So if I may, I don't know if you have something else to say, but I got one more tidbit that I want to say uh, on how it affected me personally. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I just uh, for those who are listening and wondering we've asked them to come on i personally asked them to come on and try to bridge the gap between you and them both sides tell their version and maybe we could find some common ground once everything has been you know aired out but they refused so just so everyone's wondering we did we do invite people that we don't agree with 100 we've invited other artists that and they've said no to us so, so we'll leave it at that so here are the three things that affected me because this process took six months. So here's what happened after the event. The general manager quit and now we have a new general manager. There were two occasions where I had to meet with people at the, at the radio station. The first time was the day that my uncle passed away. Now, I was in Connecticut, and I was there with my family. And the unfortunate part was they contacted me and said, we got to talk about the situation right now. So you got to come here. I'm like, look, this is what's going on. I said, you know, we, we need you to come. So I drove from Connecticut all the way to Massachusetts to meet with the radio station heads at 5 p.m. At 4.59, when I got to the radio station, my uncle passed away, and I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I didn't get to say goodbye. I was um, brokenhearted because not only did I show up on time to defend myself at the radio station, but when I got there, they canceled the meeting. And not only did they cancel the meeting, but my uncle died. And so I wasn't there. I couldn't say goodbye. I felt like I let my family down and it affected me. It affects me to this day. The second time is when I had to deal with the fan. See, because one thing and one lesson that I want to teach folks is that there are people out there who are in freestyle they are going to use you and they're going to use you to have you do their bidding. And then the consequences of what you do falls on you. On the day that I had to meet with the vice president of the college, my mom was getting surgery. I spent all day thinking about, damn, I hope that I don't have to leave my mother to go to this meeting. But they contacted me and said that I needed to be there by five o'clock again. So at 4.45, they wheeled my mother out from surgery. I gave her a kiss. I leave her with my grandparents. And then I got to go to the radio station to talk about this stupid fucking bullshit that is irrelevant in my life. But for some reason, now it escalated to a threat. I've never gone to someone's job or I've never cost someone their livelihood because I didn't agree with them. And again, it wasn't like I was trying to diss whatever those producers were doing. I was actually promoting them. It was their song versus another song like any other radio station does, like any other poll does, like music has done for years on end. And it didn't matter who was number one or number two. They were both getting played. So I don't know what the fucking problem is. And, and, and furthermore, that song that they were fighting so much about, everybody forgot about it because we are here at the end of the year and nobody but me had that song under countdown. Nobody gave a fuck about that song in December. All the shit they talked about and they completely forgot about that song for the entire year. 
So why fight? I don't get it. Like I said, I, I don't understand the end game. If they would have got you off, that would have been the end of freestyle for that station. So I, again, I, these are the things that, that I get a brain cramp thinking, you know, if this is how freestyle was done back in the day, no wonder it died. I mean, no, no wonder it didn't go any further than what it did because priorities need to be set. You have to sit down and think about the consequences of your actions. Yes, I'm not obligated to play anyone, but I kept playing all their fucking music throughout the year. I promote them. I mentioned their name. I just don't well, get it. Do you think I ever got an apology from these folks? No, because they felt justified because they wanted to feel that fake power. I was never, I want to make this clear, I was never in danger of losing my show at any point in time. Who was in danger was the fan. So I had to do everything in my power to protect them from themselves. Some people use that person to get to that end game of trying to get me kicked off the air, which is fucking stupid. You're not only ruining it for yourself, you're ruining it for everyone after you, for nothing. And it just goes to show because if, if something like this would have happened with someone else, they would have been banned from the station, they would have been banned from, from their countdown, they would have been banned, period, and they would never have talked about that person ever again or promoted that person again. But here we are, we're still talking about the producers, we're talking about the artists, we're talking about the songs, we're we're putting them on the countdown. We're putting them as the hot pick of the week. So, you know, despite all that bullshit, we still maintain that we're putting out what we think is the best in freestyle personal issues aside. I don't want them to feel like, oh, I won. He's fucking playing our music and, and we try to get him kicked off the air. Hey, listen, I have to also think about the artists themselves. Is it fair? For me to punish the artists that put their blood, sweat, and tears into their song and into their craft, and they're actually doing good, should I take it out on them, or should I keep moving forward? Now, let me just make something clear as well. There are some people that I don't play on my radio show, but that's because of what Dave said. What Dave said is, I don't need your fucking radio station. I don't need you to play me. That's what Dave said. If they don't want me to promote them, I will get that four to five minutes to another artist because it's only fair, right? Another thing that happened that I just thought about was the fact that there was a gentleman that we were really cool. He came from New York and he met me and he always followed my countdown and we were cool until this happened because he ended up, you know, choosing a side and ended up unfriending me and blocking me. That kind of bothered me because it was like, man, like my reputation out there or the way people feel about me really precedes me, you know? And it's like, my whole point is I want to push people to put out the best quality freestyle out there. And if I don't agree, because I've been doing this since I was 17 years old and I just turned 44, I just want you to put out the best quality product, period. And if I put you on a poll, it should promote you. <laughs> it's very simple. My formula works. If you look at other countdowns at the end of the year, it's all flub. It's all, it's all flub. I looked at two other countdowns and I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is fixed and this is rigged and this is fixed and this is rigged. But they're the ones who always said that mine was fixed and rigged. So I'm just looking back right now and laughing because it's like that was fixed and rigged and that was fixed and rigged. We've had a show about uh, the polls <laughs> and countdowns. And, you know, I, I, I looked at one. I didn't look at the other. I looked at one countdown and I'm like, really? There's a song on that countdown that no one has played. No DJ has played. And, and it, it reminded me that the the fan right the quote unquote the fan that was sent to hunt you down said the same thing about the countdown and that same song is it is 
in the final top 10. Yes. And here, of here, 2018. And here's the thing. I had that song 15 years ago and I played it 15 years ago. And number two, it's hilarious because if you look at that countdown, everybody said that my countdown is always artistic. Well, that countdown is only that company. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, that's from that company. That's from that company. You know, yeah. you just, you know, and you're like, what the hell? And then the other countdown has someone who passed away that was never considered a freestyle artist on their poll, which is Kit Heartbreak. They put that on the poll and they also put Magic is on the poll. And you're sitting there like, these songs are like 10 years old and you're like how how did it make a final countdown like list and the oh, reason I, and the reason no, for I'm that sorry i'm sorry about that dude i just i had a moan right i, I couldn't hold it in because kid heartbreak well dude what's the last time he released something well kid heartbreak passed away yeah that's what i'm saying and, and, and we and, know him because he used to be on freestyle.fm and he was one of our biggest members back then yes and thoughts of her was something that he did back then that was on their poll and so was magic is i can't live without you which is and it was beating wendy and <laughs> you're like what the fuck is going on here yeah, like so, uh, so all those people that that get on facebook live to talk shit about your poll <laughs> talk shit about you and, and your process. Where, where are those same people complaining about other other polls and other countdowns? I, I don't know. I don't. Know. And, and if some people knew what happens behind the scenes, now I just gave you a preview of what I've been going through and or what I went through for six months. Imagine some of the things that happen behind the scenes. There are a lot of things that people do, dirtbag stuff that people do. When the new generation came out, that became a war. When it should have been two young people being promoted at the same time and not being put against each other, what did the adults do? Let's put them against each other. A person accused us of always charting drama, but if you go on iTunes and you check out the release from one young artist and then a release from the other young artist, they're not more than a week apart. If you're not creating competition, why would you release something one week apart? But I'm just talking shit, right? See, there's so much that I, I really want to uh, say, but I I, I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and I, I don't want to go down that path. I'm well, trying to this keep it. is blah, blah. It is blah, blah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, this people there's so much shit that's going on and honestly i've had this conversation with a, a lot of djs that i know and we've all come to the same conclusion after talking about this for about a few minutes and that is i wish i could just go back to djing and not knowing the behind the scene bullshit that goes on because it has tainted my love of freestyle it really has i i see it i don't have the love and passion that innocence for freestyle anymore I've, I've been fed up with freestyle for a long time, and there's always something that fucking just makes me want to just shut down my turntables forever. Oh, not forever. I mean, I got overdramatic, right? Not forever, but for, for a while, I just lose the passion to, to, to mix. I, I, I lose the passion to hear the music because it reminds me of some nonsense that's going on behind the scenes that doesn't. I mean, I mean your story with, with that issue is just one of many that we've experienced over the years yeah yeah and and i know for a long time you you left everything like you never listened to freestyle i think it was like years like you were like in school and you're like fuck that i'm not doing anything you know every time you come back it's like oh man i got a bad taste in my mouth you know what i mean it's like here we go again and there's always that same person too like like you have to give room for growth i understand that i haven't been the nicest person in my 20s but I'm in my fucking 40s now. You know what I mean? Like, when people ask me for my opinion on their songs, I block them. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want no part of this, you know? Because, <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. Because <laughs> No, because, like, how many times have I friended or unfriended specific people that have gotten mad at me? 
Like, it's ridiculous. I saw the meme that says, if you unfriend me, there's going to be a $35 reconnection fee. I would be a millionaire if I had to do the reconnection fees for all these people. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's because people will say CPR is a hater one week, and then the next week, you're like, oh, look, CPR made me uh, number seven on his countdown. Yeah, man. And that's what it is. It's like, I, <laughs> and that's what it is. Like, I, I, at one point, I put a specific artist on the countdown, and then after a week, they're gone. Their friendship was gone, too. You're like, I told you. And here's the thing. I tell people exactly what is going to happen with our friendship, quote unquote friendship. And it happens exactly the way I said it because I've been through it so long and so many times I said, yeah, we're cool now, but eventually you're going to do something to fuck me over or you're going to do something that is going to cost you our friendship. And it happens. I have people that have promised me when I do shows in Massachusetts, you're the host. I would never disrespect you and I would never have anybody else host. What happens? They come, they get what they want for me. And then they're the ones who pick another host or host. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't care. You could come here and do as many shows as you want. I don't care. But just remember that the reason why you're doing a show in Massachusetts and Connecticut is because of clubhouse dance music. Not necessarily because of what I did, but because of what my predecessors did. The history. I'm a big historian. 30 years of clubhouse. There's no reason for you not to give props to that. There was just one recently that, that happened that I wasn't included. They were touting, see, we did it without CPR. And I'm like, you use somebody else's money. They're the ones who sold the tickets. They just booked you. So you can't take credit for that. But if you want to, go ahead. I love doing my show. And I prepare my show on a weekly basis. 52 weeks out of the year, there's a brand new freestyle show for you on the CPR's Clubhouse podcast. 52 episodes. Now, it's going to be 104. So, so how many episodes do you have right now? What, 450, right? We have 16 episodes of the Freestyle Club. And for CPR's Clubhouse, the podcast, we have 453. 53. Look at that. You know, that just shows the dedication and commitment that you've made to freestyle. And people should, you know, acknowledge that. You've always said it. And I, and I have to now agree with you 100% that we don't celebrate anything that anybody else does in freestyle. We want people to celebrate for us and support us. But when it comes to supporting and celebrating other people in freestyle, it's just not done. And I sent you a clip. Yes. And I think we'll play that clip now. The one thing that I, I can say is back in the day in the 80s, we used to celebrate each other. Little Independence, Sleeping Bag, Profile, all these little companies, Tommy Boy Records, um, all of them. We used to get our gigs and then meet late night in the East Village. And we used to celebrate each other. Winning doesn't mean that someone else has to lose. Mm. And that's the problem here. The problem is that we got to celebrate more. And I, and I, I ask you guys in your own way. I know that controversy um, brings viewership and, and listenership, but I want you to also understand that you have the mixing board to also celebrate great things that happen. It really highlights what you've been saying for uh, for as long as I can remember, man, since we had Freestyle.fm, that, and that was what, damn, like 2008, yes. 2007, somewhere there. This is what you've been saying, and you've been saying and saying and saying it, and and, and it's funny because this person, Liar Colon. So if people don't know him, he started off as a road manager for Run DMC, and and he's booked. You know, he's he was part of some big act like Slick Rick, uh, DJ Jesse, Jeff, Fred Prince, Eric B and Rakim, just you know, and and on and on and on, all the way up to Jay Z, DMX, J Rule, all, all these guys, even Kanye, right? So he he moved up. 
and, and the dude was uh, part of Rockefeller, Murder Inc., Rough Riders, and now he's in charge of YouTube and Spotify. Someone that's moved up in the ranks. And this is the one, if you guys follow Damon Dash, he's the one that contributed to that culture vulture phrase that he uses a lot. This is who he's describing. This is who he's actually trying to attack. One of the guys that he's trying to attack because of the split up uh, they had back then. But, you know, he goes on to talk about we don't celebrate. And we know it's true. We don't celebrate each other accomplishment. If someone gets booked in Texas, oh, it's just Texas. They can only get booked in Texas. Why not? Why is that? Why is that a, a, a negative? If someone's coming from New York to Texas, someone's paying for that to happen. That's not yeah. happening for free. Because of Alex Zuniga of Latin Nation, Benny Gonzalez and Damien got to go and travel from Holyoke, Massachusetts, all the way to Texas because they were part of the Menagerie, volume number three. You know, and that's special. That's something that you celebrate. And that's what I did. When they came back, I had them come on the radio station. I had them take over. And we talked about that experience because that's important. Now, let's talk about us for a second. We have podcasts on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Google Play Music. Do you think that people celebrate us? They don't. You know, they don't. They're like, ah, whatever. You, you have a podcast. Big fucking deal. You know what I mean? It's like, it is a big fucking deal. We have a freestyle. We have two freestyle shows on mediums that people pay for to listen or that people download on their phone to listen. You know, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I love that. And people are like, oh, whatever. You know, like, well, like, well, to me, like, it gets, it just, to me, this is what it means to me personally. I heart back to the two steps behind mentality and freestyle. Everybody else in the world has podcasts. That's the biggest thing right now, podcasting, right? We have, you know, Joe Rogan. We have people on the left of the political spectrum, people on the right of the political spectrum. You have rappers with their own shows like Joe Buttons. Yeah, number one uh, show. The, yeah, Joe Buttons. You got uh, The Breakfast Club. My favorite. I love DJ, that show. Yeah, the DJ Vlad. You got Ebro. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Yeah, and and pro professional wrestling. You got the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show, my favorite show. Wrestling Soup, and then you have a, a whole ton of other people that have their podcasts. Even Stone Cold Steve Austin got a podcast. For goodness sake, Jericho has a podcast, and these are things that I'm interested in. And if, if it wasn't for these people that have been our predecessors and have been doing it for a long time, Raphael, 2011, you know, he's like, yo, podcasting, that's the way to go. You know, I always thank you. I always celebrate you. You know what I mean? Because I know that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for you. There's no, there's no harm in saying that to me. There's, there shouldn't be. What does it cost me to tell the truth? It doesn't. If it wasn't for Raphael, I wouldn't have a podcast. If it wasn't for Jesus the Juice Vasquez, I wouldn't be on Clubhouse. It, it's a given. Why is it so hard now for you to give credit to someone? You started your podcast back in, in 2009, I, I believe, because I looked at it on iTunes. It's 2009, dude. 10 years. Yeah, so think about it. You started back in 2009 for over 450 episodes. There isn't any other podcast in freestyle right now, except the, the one that you started, a second one, the Freestyle Club. You started that. So that's the that's two that are out there and two that you've nurtured and, and created and produced and edited and promoted. With freestyle, it's just mind-boggling that the minds, it's short-sighted. It's just self-inflicted wounds from short-sighted mentality. It, they kill me, man, because if I if any of us do this in our jobs, we will get fired, the company will go out of business. It, it, it's just crazy. I, I was contacted by a lawyer, by the way, for that situation, and there were things that were actionable. And I'm like, come on, man, I, I don't care. 
I don't want to. Just leave it be. I want that to die. You know what I mean? Because I want to continue doing my show in peace. And I'm going to continue to do my show in peace. And I'm going to continue following the formula that I was taught by Jesus the Juice Vasquez, by Louis Rodriguez, by Sonny Marini, by Alex Rivera. You know, the lessons that I learned from Becky Becky Osorio and Philip Anthony. Because I do learn from everyone that come I come across. I learned from Tim Schomer. I, you know, what I, my favorite episode is he's Tim Spinnishoma teaching Jose etiquette. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but he was right about Jay Mazur. Um, maybe not the song that he re- referenced because oh, no, yeah, I got to disagree with you there. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm sorry I interrupted you, but yeah, he gave us that that song that he mentioned, and when I went to check it out, there were seven versions of that song. Each version had the goddamn Planet Rock beat, <laughs> I do take lessons from Tim Schomer because he's doing things the way that he sees fit. This is his bread and butter, you know? He has to work for his family, and so I respect that. So maybe he can't put his himself out there like I can. Maybe he can't say what he really feels, and he, he probably does to the person themselves. But, you know, for me, it's different because the way that my approach is, it has been the same forever. I've curtailed it, make it less impactful. I try to give feedback, <laughs> you know, but but here's the thing. Like, it's gotten to the point where, you know, I had to block people or just not answer them. There is some signs of maturity, and, and, I, and I'm going to highlight that in a second. But first, I want to preface it with this statement. No one hates the Planet Rock beat in new freestyle more than I do. That's no one. That's it. Second comes you, right? And we both had our hair on our ass because there's been a, a whole compilation with nothing but the Planet Rock beat. And we have been beating this and beating it and beating it, right? But yet, you've, you were able to put that aside and have the poster boy of this compilation on your show. To your credit and to his credit, you guys got together and did a, a short interview, and we hope to have more of him in 2019. Spoiler alert, right? We have to, and, and we're talking about, of course, uh, Robert Barco. Uh, and he's a I cool mean, dude, and I like him personally. As a person, I like him professionally. When he when he gets something that does not have the Planet Rock beat, I play that 52 weeks out of the year, twice. Right. So I mean, in the past, you would have been f that. F him, F everything. I don't want nothing to do with it. You know, there was uh, some comments made on my profile and I was irked. I was like, no, let's not go that way. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, to have you then turn around and say, hey, you know, let, let, let's get this guy on the show. Let's find out more about him. Let, let's give him a fair chance. And, and, and I was I was happy with that. You know, I was proud of it. At first, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I thought he was going to be on the podcast first. But you know what? It doesn't matter because it, it showed that you was able to, you know, say, hey, you know, here's a song I don't like. and But still, let's have the guy on and, and have him talk. I think it served you well because now you know a little bit more about him. Yeah. And everyone and your listeners know a little bit more about him. And we'll have more to talk about, like I said, in 2019. But I think that's important that, you know, even though we didn't like it, there was still a lot of buzz about it. It's so much buzz that you had to have them on your uh, already number 40 spot, right? And so, the, and that's the whole point. The, the whole point is this. Yes, I didn't like the fact that even though Robert Barker was talented and I know him from Exit Records and Counter 20, I have the vinyl. I played the song. I, I played the remake that Stevie B did. I know all about my freestyle history. You know, and I do give credit. Tanasi was very smart. He got an actual artist because that's what he is. Plays guitar, 
It looks like George Michael and V for Vendetta. He presented this guy as the forefront and the, the champion for his compilation and for his brand. And it worked. It was a smart move, man, because look at how much people are talking about it. Every day. Uh, every day. Robert Barco this, Robert Barco that. The two freestyle songs. The, the live performance from Philadelphia. They kill that video all the time. They just keep sharing it and playing it. Oh, no. It, it, this, it, listen, it's so much so that Tanasi and Barco were on a podcast that had nothing to do with freestyle. I've heard them on 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 someone else's podcast that has nothing to do with. So th- these guys are really stepping up their game more than uh, other people are in, in the genre. So again, like we've always said, you know, you, you might not like the artist, but you can't hate the hustle. You said the, that for a long time. The number 40 spot, I leave it open every year. And yes, somebody does get kicked off the countdown for this specific artist because I call it the Artie Rodriguez newbie spot because Artie is always on Facebook giving advice to my newbies is what he says. If one door is closed, you go ahead and open another one. If a radio station doesn't want to play it, they're not the only ticket in town go get a ticket so for somewhere else and if they close that door open up another door in the third quarter of 2018 robert barco and tanasi they presented their brand and they stuffed it in our face and we had no choice but to say hey i don't like this pet of rock beat bullshit but we got to give this guy his due very smart and we have to you know put him on the countdown we have to bump somebody off and we yeah. did we we bumped off we bumped off a few people to have robert barco be on the year in countdown think about it his his uh, a compilation that you know again is mostly planet rock beats but people are talking about it people are buying it i mean look at the presentation of of the album itself the the photos the vinyl is pink the vinyl yeah the pink and black you have so you have to i mean it's a lot of quality and the price is more than reasonable so i mean they did everything right and so again we have to celebrate that because even though we don't uh, agree with the direction even though we don't agree with the the planet rock beat they still did something with it you know so again we have to celebrate these because freestyle is too small not to celebrate yeah. a- anyone's accomplishment that's just the bottom line at this point this is freestyle club with your hosts the unknown admin Raphael reyes and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Let's talk about the best of 2018. The Freestyle Club, which is your favorite? Uh, I can't call it, dude. I, I, to me, they're all special because everyone came on and shared so much. Uh, I, I don't feel that a single person was holding back. I don't feel that someone was trying to use us or trying to uh, shift the narrative. To me, it was just like having a conversation, basically. It didn't feel to me like, you know, we had to pull teeth. People were so open about the hardships and the reality that it touched me. I mean, when I went to bed at night, I was replaying the whole thing in my head and and, and like, wow, man, they really went through some shit. I enjoyed Woody Valentine's because he got to talk about Marisol and people thought that that was like a taboo subject and he's more than willing to take responsibility for his actions. I know that some of the feedback was where he was justifying learning from Marvin Schlachter. They said that it was it was kind of weird that he was describing how he got, let's be honest, kind of ripped off by, by them, but then using their methods, you know, when he became a label. So they found it kind of odd, but... I mean, to me, it was just more of like, holy shit, that he had to go through all of that. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, so again, like I, I said, every episode is an eye opener to me yeah. and, and to a lot of listeners. You know, I'm not but, a, I'm not a Woody Valentine apologist, and and I don't make excuses for him either. Like I was a subsidiary of Artistic DMD. I got my royalty check. It wasn't a big royalty check, but I got my royalty check, and I didn't know anything about how the point system worked. I just thought I was going to be a millionaire. And the same thoughts that he had with Mick Mac are the same thoughts that I had with Artistic. Everything that he said is true. Um, and whatever disagreements I've had with Willie regarding CPR's Clubhouse, we've talked about and we dealt with throughout the years. Um, I don't feel that he's fucked me. And if he sold CPR's Clubhouse, the compilation, to Hot Productions, that's my responsibility to have protected my brand which I did it, so it's on me. Anything that anybody from my label had to say or they were mad about, I take responsibility because my job was to promote them. It wasn't Willie's. Willie was supposed to promote the compilation. I promote each individual artist, which I did, which they got paid, and they got paid better than anyone in this entire area. I don't know how it happened. I was just fortunate to get these guys gigs that were paid well. Jay Allums is one of the best producers right now. So he's a CPR's Clubhouse alumni. So he's taken every opportunity that he's received since 1998, and he's made a name for himself. And I've been to a studio, and he's doing great things, and he's getting paid money to produce on a daily basis. He's always booked. So it depends on what the person did with the opportunity. you know. And to get back to Willie, I wasn't there for everything but i was there enough to know that the man struggled the man did a lot to try to make it in the business and then the world caved in on him and he had to go in and be like you know what i love this music but i gotta go get me a real job and that's what he did and he built himself up and everything that he's earned after he got this job and where he worked himself up to be one of the big wigs that's what paid for his house and his car and all this other stuff. Freestyle never did that for him. He made some money, like he said, you know? And again, this is the same guy that when I got my first one-bedroom apartment, he stayed with me for a month, and I got to drive the the now repossessed Saturn. Um, you know what I mean? I got to drive that, you know? The royalty ride. The, give, where, the, where's my royalty ride? When, when Freestyle Mania Part 1 and 2 were produced, they were produced in my one bedroom apartment. We stuffed Damien in the closet where my records were so he could sing Una Oportunidad and, and he could do that that version of the song. I mean, we had great times. Um, and so I'm not bitter. And, I, you know, and a lot of you out there who continuously talk shit, you shouldn't be bitter either because you wouldn't have a name if it wasn't for Willie. The <laughs> point is that I love, I love that episode, but I do enjoy... Uh, coming in here every time to record a new one. I get so excited when I'm editing the episodes. CPR does all the editing. I think I only edited one episode. So, <laughs> no, I mean... no, no, no. You you edited the Bible of the Freestyle Club. <laughs> Gee, that was a long episode. Lucky number 13. And uh, listen, I know that people had uh, talked about the podcast length, and we'll talk about that later on, but I just wanted to make it clear that Jose does all the editing he, you know, he does all the hard work behind the scenes. I just get to sit back, hit publish, and listen to it after it's done. <laughs> so um, another episode that people talked about 
was the the Tim Spinning Schumer. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny that someone actually today mentioned the same comment that I heard from a few other people. And and they were like, where were you during that whole interview? I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) we didn't hear you. I said, look, listen, uh, in all honesty, we had to cut it short because it was his phone that was dying, right? Yes. Yeah, so his phone was dying. I did have questions. I did try to get in. But when Tim gets going, you can't stop the dude. No, and and it was, here's the thing, right? And Willie Valentin pointed this out to me. He's like, when you are excited about a subject matter or a person, I always talk about, remember when, remember this, remember that? Because I do, I get excited because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Tim Schomer. I respect Tim Schomer as much as I respect Jesus the Juice Vasquez. So you know there's respect there. And he doesn't really know me. You know what I mean? He only knows what people tell him. I don't get to hang with him. So, you know, I have to... I have to give him his respect. I have to. I have to also uh, have him understand that you know it's a safe space. <laughs> when he, and when he talks to me, I'm to be trusted. I got to earn his trust, you know. And we haven't gotten to that point yet. I think we're cool, but we're not in the point where I've earned his trust. Yeah. So you know, again, you know, I, I was like, great. Wait a minute. I was like. For me, I'm meeting Superman. You know, this is the, the the dude of dudes when it comes to freestyle DJs. Right. So you know, it took me a little while to warm up, and and, uh, and we'll hope to have him back, and I'll get to uh, find my voice and ask him those questions I didn't get to ask him the first time around. Sometimes the editing portion of it is what takes some things out. Again, we try to protect the people that come on the show, and sometimes things lead in a direction where we don't want it. Like I give you an example, Alyssa B. There was a there was a segment on there where I started talking about Chicago and all the violence and things like that, and we really got off the subject. And it was like a ten minute conversation that really didn't belong on there, and I didn't want to bring the episode down, so I took it out. Yeah, I mean, th- those are things that you know what, what people understand is I want everyone to understand this is not a scripted show. We don't send questions ahead of time. Yeah, when they come on the podcast, they have no idea what we're gonna ask. Half the time, I have no idea what I'm going to ask. I have, like, for example, with K7, I looked at a lot of his interviews, and I and I try to figure out questions that no one were was asking or, or talk about things that no one was asking. So, like, when I asked about J6, you know, that's something that I don't think anyone has talked about in any freestyle interview. Yeah. But there are times that, you know, you have to wait and see the, the direction that the interview goes in to ask follow-ups. So, you know, not everything is scripted. Not everything is written down ahead of time. You know, I do have some questions that I, I want to ask, and then I'll take it from there. I'm sure it's the same with you. Yeah, and, and like Wendy and I have a rapport. We know each other for 20-something years, and we have two stories that we always talk about. She had to tape her <laughs> breast because she had a bad, bad boob job, and then she fell knees first at my parents' house, you know? And those are the things that bond us together, you know? But we don't have those stories. I've put on plenty of shows here in Springfield. I don't remember shit because it's meaningless because we don't celebrate each other. There's one specific artist that came to my show that I will never book again. And that's because of the way they treated their significant other. It was so poor that I'm like, that that I remember, that bad moment. And I'm like, never booking that person again because their significant other was treated like shit. And they didn't need to do that. If they would have just been the artists that I thought that they were, they would have gotten more fans that night. But what they cemented was that I'm never going to book that person again and that people lost all type of care for that specific artist because of the way they treated their spouse. So those are the things you remember. You know what I mean? I want to remember good times like I did with Wendy back in the day, you know, with Willie and Angel Mena and Artie Rodriguez. I mean, I can't believe Artie told the story of what happened at Walmart. I can't fucking believe that. 
Because <laughs> that shit, that shit blows my mind. It's just the most funniest thing. If you would have been here and you would have seen him hiding behind the truck window, passenger side window, and him slouching down in his white shirt, he was whiter than the white shirt. And he's like so embarrassed and so scared because he thinks he's going to get arrested. You know, it's amazing. If you ever had an opportunity to hear that episode, you got to go back and hear episode three with Artie Rodriguez. Yeah, I think they're, they're all great episodes. I, I've listened to them. I binge on them. And, and it's funny is that I, I find myself saying, I should ask that question. Oh, I should ask that question. Oh, next time we have him, I have to follow up on that. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm having fun. It's not something that... um. I wasn't comfortable with in the very beginning because I'm always behind the scenes, never, you know, out in front. Like I said, you know, the unknown admin, there's a reason why they call me that. And and so it's different and I'm having fun and I can't wait to see what happens in 2019. I've spoken to Nick Cologne. He wants to come on. He's a big fan of the show. And I want to ask him a bunch of questions that I've never asked him before. And I know that you do as well. I want to invite Peter Fontaine. I want to talk about Just Like the Wind. And I want to invite Jesus to Juice Vasquez so we can talk about the history of club. Clubhouse. I want to invite anyone that I can, you know, and uh, Sharon Masarin. Here's my uh, my wish list is uh, I want to have an interview with Ronaldo. So we need to have the original Ronaldo so he can tell his story because I don't think anyone's ever, ever asked him about it. There's some artists that have gone through some shit that I want them to tell their story i don't want to spoil it and say who they are because i haven't even reached out to them yet but i, I want to get them there's some artists that were part of labels that are out on their own now so i want them to, to talk about the differences between being part of a label and then being out on your own is this a lot to talk about at first i was like eh, well, what the fuck are we going to talk about man it's freestyle right but i you know as i get more involved i'm, I'm finding more and more things that i want to talk about so if you guys are willing to listen we're, we're willing to talk this is the Freestyle Club. Let's talk about the year in review when it comes to freestyle. Who do you think had the song of the year? To me, hands down, it shouldn't even be a question. And I'm surprised that, that other countdowns didn't have, didn't even have her on the countdown. I don't, I, I just had a brain aneurysm trying to say that sentence. I can't understand why Alisa B wasn't on everyone's countdown, either the one or two spot. Alisa B for me was the number one song for the entire year of 2018. Let me explain for one second. Not only did we play it on Clubhouse Dance Music and the freestyle podcast but every genre that we have at the radio station got a copy of the single they got the r&b version they got the house version they got all the different versions the tim spinning showman version everyone at the radio station that has a different show was playing Alyssa b legendary it's amazing and it wasn't because i pushed it on them i played it and as soon as i played it and she goes baby i'm loving the way that you hold me i'm high off the things that you told me you got me feeling like I'm your number one, oh baby what Pete D.O.S. calls vocal swag. When that vocal swag comes on, everybody's like, yo, who's that? I need a copy of that. So KLS got a copy. Black Spectrum Programming got a copy. The Motown Mamas got a copy. Everybody loved that song. And that was just one radio station. And for me, it's a miscarriage of justice when other countdowns who claimed to be a good countdown didn't even include her in an honorable mention. But the best part is that we had her on our podcast, and at the very beginning, she sang that live yes. over Skype. Yes. Over Skype. That was her live. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Great writer. I can't wait for Memories of Love. Somebody put release on that already. Yeah, I can't. Dude, when when I heard that, and I, I say, we got to have her on, that was, that was one of my... Uh, 
must have when I I CPR asked me who I wanted was her. She was my first one. I gotta have her. I mean, besides Artie, always gotta have Artie to start a new project because Artie is like that little um, leprechaun that you smack on the ass <laughs> whenever you start a new project for good luck. And, you know, he always brings it. I mean, Artie's always there. So uh, shout outs to Artie. You know, he's always going to be a puto. But um, <laughs> to me, uh, Lisa B was my first want and get. So, uh, I mean, it's a special episode. Hearing her talk, I was at ease. It was like speaking to Miss Peace. I just, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I adore her. I have never met her personally, but if I needed to meet someone at this moment, she is my pick. Once Ten City Shomer does his uh, birthday bash again, I am flying to Chicago just to see her. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to do it. Get the auto protection ready. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about albums, Quatla Bay and Mood Swings, which to me was my pick. Um, yeah, I really, that, that would have to be my pick too. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I love the album. It had the past, the present, and the future for them. I thought that they did a really good job of putting that together. I haven't enjoyed an album this much since uh, George Anthony's Nothing But Your Love, which was pretty much perfect for me. I really loved the take on Take Me. When I first heard it, I was like, ah, I don't know. But then even the audience had to take it to the song, which is a remake of Daryl's Take Me from uh, Honorable Records back in the day. Uh, it, that song is still going strong. There's this one specific song on there called Just Want To, a perfect, perfect crossover freestyle song. I loved it. Uh, and we even mentioned on the, on the podcast that I, I bought the pre-order and i was waiting for it and i mentioned that in the podcast that that has to be the, the album i have to go with as well because you know we, we talked about it on the podcast it has that one song where freestyle and godzilla combined so <laughs> that is the album that i did get i remember pre-ordering it and talk about it on the podcast yeah, and um, talk about the best male and best female artists of 2018. Uh, do you have anyone in mind that just popped out as brand new artists? You're like, damn, they have vocal swag. Not really new because uh, you know we all know uh, Sammy Zone when he came out with the, um, the remake, the Redux. That to me was crazy. Carlos Burials coming back in the way and shape that he did with the vinyl, with the hand cut edits on a reel to reel. And uh, I remember seeing a video of him doing the cuts, and I'm like, holy shit, man, he should have a master class on edits. I mean, he really should. Is that your vinyl of the year, sir? That has, yeah. There is no other vinyl besides that one vinyl. Well, there is I another mean, that's vinyl. The vinyl that, <laughs> wait, that, that, that's the one vinyl that people who didn't even have a turntable were buying. That you is know what correct. I'm saying? Yes. That's crazy. I mean, they don't even own a turntable and people were buying it and people were buying three, four at a time and posting it every day. There was just pictures and pictures of people with their um, Sammy Zone 12 inch vinyl and, and there is no other. I mean, that there's nothing that compares to that, in my opinion. At the end of 2017, the person that I chose for Best New Male Artist, they released a song, and they had a funny name. And I was like, first of all, oh, who the fuck is Diddle D? And second, why is he doing a duet with Jay Quan? This song sucks. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, this is probably contender for, like, worst song of the year for 2017. Fast forward to 2018, and he teams up with uh, Melody Monster, and the truth comes out. And even the video is intriguing. Nobody can enunciate the word bastard like Diddle D did in 2018. So for me, he's the best new male artist. Yeah, that's a video that a lot of people were confused about. And so I kind of, I guess it kind of worked because people were talking about it, right? It, to me here, he has to be the, the breakout artist for 2018. That, that song was, it was spot on. 
I, I just the video. I, this is a different story, but <laughs> I'm sorry that video was confusing as fuck. You know, if why Frank, is the dude standing on top of the mountain and then that you just looking that way? He's out whipping out the blades and chopping up that dude. What the? Well, then he had the special effect budget for that, but that would have been yeah. great, right? I am the truth. As far as a female category, for me, there's only one female that's the best new female artist. And she released a song in 2017, but she didn't take off like she did in 2018. And that's Audi Medina. That voice, it, it's not even a freestyle voice. You it's know what I'm saying? It's Rihanna meets Erica Badu in freestyle. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? She's amazing. She is amazing, and I, and I hope that she continues to do freestyle. That's another one that I want to have a, a must-have for 2019 on the podcast because it, it's just amazing, the, the songs, the lyrics. I'm glad that she's working with a couple of people we know. And uh, I just want to see what she's doing for 2019. I hope she's still um, planning to do more freestyle. I also as well, and a big shout-out is going out to Rock Solid Entertainment, Brad Warsaw. Three songs in a year span is a great uh, thing to do. And No More, man. No More just killed it. It was like a pop song within a freestyle song, within an old-school freestyle song, and it's just like, damn. Yeah, and that's someone else that we try to get on the podcast is Rock, and you know he's on the fence thinking <laughs> that no one wants to hear from Old Man Rock. But uh, you know this is a dude that has a deep history online with freestyle, so it'll be good to have him on and talk about those old days where he was on nhb he started nhb and the story behind how that started oh my god nhb no host bar you know freestyle that, no host bar freestyle for those that are unaware is that that was actually freestyle online before facebook came on the scene subscribe to the freestyle club on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. When it comes to the worst of freestyle this year, what do you think is the worst trend? To me, the worst, and I don't even want to really uh, delve into it too much, but the parting of the ways between Frankie Cutlass and FMR freestyle music radio i think that was really unfortunate it wasn't a surprise at least not to us because we knew already what was happening and we know the people that were involved and we know their history and, and you know to me it was kind of funny i'm gonna be honest and i'm gonna put it out there i don't give a fuck to me it was fucking funny in a way because the people that were telling us that we were haters because we were saying those numbers are not real those numbers are fake they're bought for is no way those numbers are real because we know our shit, right? We've been doing it long enough to know what freestyle can pull, right? And we were told by those people that we were haters. And then when shit hits the fan and Frankie started putting their business out and they had their video to expose Frankie for having fake numbers. Well, guess what? No surprise to us. We knew that all along. We've been saying that from the very beginning. Let's take a, a deeper look here. They knew that and they were still fucking with him. 
They knew all those things about him, but they were still fucking with him until he exposed them. To me, that's the most unfortunate because what happened? You have another another riff in freestyle that's not going to be mended, and now you split the audience again. Yeah. Some are going to go with Frankie, and some are going to go with FMR. What's going to happen with that? I mean, the numbers when they split, they never return to whole. It's never whole again. Yeah. And what you're doing is just further dividing the freestyle audience, the, your 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 fan base. It's a because, subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup. Yeah, it's it's never gonna you know until you start supporting one another, it's always gonna be that division. And to me, we'll see what's gonna happen because Frankie doesn't really have a a real freestyle station it's more of a facebook social media type thing i had a conversation with a legend and they were like you know frankie cutlass is a, a person that putting a lot of work in our music okay that was um i don't know almost 30 years ago you know and so what are, what are we doing now and just doing a facebook live video and shitting on anything that comes around that you don't agree with doesn't really do anything for our music you know and yeah so people are like coming from you you know but again i've 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 tried to progress And I've tried to be a better person. Um, and when I attack someone, I attack them musically, not personally. I, the personal part is low-hanging fruit to me. It's easy for me to attack you personally. I can destroy you in seconds. I'm very good at that. I haven't done that in a while. And the only person that I put forth to doing that with was Frankie. Is because of the fleecing and the lying and the consistent trying to get in my DM and try to troll me, you know? And I, it just, it sucks. It really does. I don't like the fact that there are so many divisions within a division of a music that is already divided. It's really, it's really crappy. That's why when you look at the iRadio station numbers, there's three or four people listening. Sometimes the peak is 10. And then when you look at their Facebook Live videos, let's say you are getting 100, 1,000, whatever. But what is that really doing for our music? Nothing. There's no sales being generated unless you're Carlos Barrios and Sammy Zone, you know, but that's the hype for for the 12 inch record. Everything else, what's happening? Nothing. We're not building anything. I don't understand how my countdown and other countdowns are so fucking far apart and different. I don't get it. We were promoting the same music. How did songs that never mattered make your countdown and not mine? How can songs with quality be on my top 10, but yours is totally different? I don't get that. It can't be that far off. If Kiss 95.7 and 96TIC did a top 10 countdown, the same songs would be on there. Maybe in different positions. But there shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't be this big divide where, you know, you have people that don't deserve to be presented to our audience and you put them on your top 25, top 10, and you just look and you're like, how can that be? Where's Alyssa B on this countdown? You can't tell me. Where the fuck was George Lamont on any of these countdowns? I didn't see George Lamont cry for love 2018 on anyone's countdown. And I, no Stevie B, you're going to be mine on this countdown. There can't be that much of a divide in our music. We got to rethink this thing. We're supposed be promoting music not pushing agendas of others and that's what countdowns have become not mine because i ain't letting nobody control my shit i tell them straight off the back you can't let other people control your countdown you can't let other people fix the numbers you can't have moderators be part of a poll where they nominate themselves and give themselves bonus points that's not a that's not a, that's not a poll i told you when one countdown came out and i and i saw the first countdown i was like it, this looks like a list of people who hate cpr so we're gonna have them on our countdown that's what it, it seemed like to me because the people that were on there i'm like there's no way there's no way i'm sorry 
I mean, there's so much better. I mean, music is 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 art, and art is subjective, right? And and so, everyone has their own view of what good is. But I mean, to be so, like you said, to be so far apart, it, it, it that's a bad. It's trend. so noticeable, yeah. To to be so noticeable, you're like, there's got to be some kind of motivation or agenda behind it, because it just it, there's no way that you don't have a top 10 countdown with uh, Alyssa B. They don't have a countdown with A.B. It Was Love. Everybody forgot about this song. What what happened? This well, is that's be- that goes to what you're saying, is that people are burning through songs so quickly to, well, the countdowns are burning songs. It's not people. It's the countdowns that right. are burning through these songs. To They're tripping all over each other to have a new song highlighted on their countdown and that that's part of the problem yeah like i'm sitting i'm like nobody got a b it was love on their countdown what happened nobody got Alyssa b on their countdown cito from pain featuring denisha nobody thought about cito from pain are you fucking serious that song was amazing that was the best song on the compilation yeah so i mean it just goes to show that you know it's it's amazing that people have the energy to go on Facebook Live and rub out their eye boogers to talk about how bad your countdown is, but they don't have that same energy to talk about other people's countdowns. Susan, no, they, gonna... Susan Santiago had an album out in 2018. She had a great song, "Fly Away." No one, nothing. No, <laughs> they don't even talk about Susan. Like the menagerie. I, you can say whatever the fuck you want about Latin Nation, right? But the Menagerie, they promoted that shit from when it was released or before it was released. I think it was like January, whatever, all the way through the summer until October, November. And no, nobody made your countdown from any of those 20 songs. Wait, that's the compilation that had uh, this guy singing the uh, remake. Yeah, of, um, Rolando Montalvo, The Promise. Right, so that, that song didn't make it, even though that was one of the best covers that Freestyle has produced, uh, other than George Lamont cover that I can think of. Here's another one. Jacqueline Rose featuring the LSP, There's Nothing Left to Say. Nobody highlighted this song. La Bouche, Night After Night, the Josh Weishman remix. Nobody. That La Bouche song, I don't know if you have a copy of it, fucking fabulous. First of all, it's a commercial artist that allowed a freestyle remaker to do a freestyle remix of a song that they released with the remix and that doesn't make anybody's countdown like did you hear the vocals on this fucking song the chick on the bush will blow 90 percent of the women away in our genre of music and nobody featured the song so again we can't be that far apart that's my biggest pet peeve by my biggest worst trend of of 2018 the fact that people want to be so different that we burn through songs that we burn through countdowns, and that we don't promote stuff. Hey, listen, I promoted Alyssa B from December of 2017 to November of 2018, because that's how hot that song was. AB, it was love. This fucking song that is sung by one of the original members of TKA that everybody's always touting about, right? One of the best songs, right? Nobody remembered it at the end of the year but me. And this is the fucking song that almost got me kicked off the radio. You know what I mean? This is bullshit. Uh, no, it's, it's crazy because it, it's it's such a contradiction where they, where they want to go against your countdown, right? But then they're listening to your countdown for the new songs. I know they are. Because they have songs on there that they don't even have themselves, but they put it on the countdown. Now, how do they know enough about the song to put it on the countdown if they don't even have the song? Yeah, exactly. AP3, just the same. Uh, there was there was a poll that had them on there, but then they don't have the song because the song was exclusively on my show. Right. So, so th- that tells me they're listening to your show and they're looking to your, your countdown, but they just don't want to admit it. 
Edie, I want you now. She got a fucking video for her and two freestyle versions. Did anybody remember her? Like, these are hot songs for 2018, and people ignored them on their countdown to put a song from 1996 on there. <laughs> I just remembered an, uh, an incident where I had picked a hot picket song of the week, right? But you played the wrong version of that song. You played a different version than I had intended. I, I, I wanted the flip side of that of that version. But that song showed up on someone else's car. I didn't even tell you this. I'm telling you for the first time. And ladies and gentlemen, CPR is hearing this for the first time just like you. They put the version that you put on on their countdown. It just it appeared the following week on their countdown. So I was like, wait a minute. I saw it on their countdown. I'm like, and they put the wrong version. That's not the version I wanted. It, it's crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. So they are listening. They are taking clues from us, but we get none of the credit for it, right? So it's all right, hey, but we know the truth. Hey, listen, there are people out there that ask me, what equipment do you use? What do you use to do a podcast? I let them know. You know why? Because you could have the best equipment in the world, but if you don't have dedication, you'll do a podcast for a week, two weeks, a month, maybe six months. Maybe you'll last a year, but then you'll be gone. Because you don't have the heart that I do to put out content to promote our music. Because I'm dedicated. You know, there's six hours of the week that I go do live radio, right? And then we sit here and we do a podcast and then I edit it on my spare time to make sure that we have a brand new episode. We do this because we love the music. I had George Lamont on my show, Cynthia on my show, Alyssa B. I keep inviting these folks that want to be part of my show. And even the same people that I promote that a month later after they're off my countdown are shitting on me, I still remember them at the end of the year during the countdown. I add up their points. I let people give the bonus points because I allow the fans to vote as well. And my countdown is very simple. If anybody out there would like to follow it, it goes something like this. Whoever is at number 10 gets one point. Whoever is at number one gets 10 points. At the of the year the top three songs that people pick as their favorites they can award them bonus points number three gets one number two gets two number one gets three points very simple that's it then you add up all the points at in my spreadsheet and then that's how you come up with the countdown very simple it's not trigonometry and if you want to go ahead and you want to promote bad quality freestyle in the end what's going to happen is what always happens you are not going to last because you already know that you're feeling the heat more than i ever felt to have a quality countdown which you are not allowing for it to happen because one has a countdown that just focuses on one production team and the other has moderators that fix the numbers and they give themselves points and you can can vote for anyone too by the way and you can add people like kid heartbreak and magicus to the to the countdown that speaks for itself how how do you have artists that the songs didn't even come out five years ago more than five years ago and they're in the countdown today Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. One of the things that people had talked about in our, in our group was the length of the podcast. And uh, again, I mentioned this earlier, is that people got to understand, uh, what I want listeners to understand is that it's not scripted. The questions are not given in advance. We're not sitting there and saying, okay, with a stopwatch saying, you got an hour, go. It's a conversation between us and the artist, the producer, the DJ, whoever the guest is at the time. And, you know, we get as much out of them as they would allow us to. Sometimes, you know, that's 45 minutes. That's all they have time for. Sometimes it's two hours and we have to chop it in half. It's just, it is 
what it is on a week-to-week basis. Tim Spinning Shomer, his phone was dying. He had to go. Alex of Latin Nation, we had one hour of great content. I thought that it was a good stopping point for us to leave it there because the following information that we were going to present to you, whether it be 15, 20, 37 minutes, it was something totally different than what we were discussing. So we tried to let things breathe so we can allow you to enjoy the information and retain the information you know and then give us feedback we try to keep the episodes about an hour sometimes two hours like the blah blah episode we're doing right now it's pretty long and lengthy so we're gonna need to go ahead and start editing some stuff out or you know editing the the beginning and the end and then present it to you guys to your chagrin probably be two-parter you know you guys say they they don't want the two-parters but here's here's my thinking because this is where i come in from my technical aspect is that the average podcast is 43 minutes so to put together a podcast that's two hours i think that's too much for people to listen to a lot of people listen to us on the way home uh while they're working out on the way to work uh during lunch where they're running errands so they're listening to maybe 10 minutes at a clip uh whatever their commute is so if you have a commute that's 15 minutes you're probably listening to us for 15 minutes and then picking us up later on or if you're willie valentine you're getting buff 30 minute oh, yeah. workout <laughs> 30 minute workout once every two months and if you're philip anthony uh, you're trying to write jokes and listen at the same time or listening to us for material so uh, you know um but <laughs> <laughs> he does listen so, we, we we had breakfast recently here we go so the average podcast is 43 minutes and the average listening time of all podcasts is 22 minutes but the average length of our podcast is 45 minutes with the average listening time of 33 minutes. So we're above the average, and I'm proud of that, man. First time that I've been above average in a long time. There you go. Not even in high school or, you know, doing coitus am I above <laughs> average. So did you just say coitus? What the fuck? I mean, we try to keep it. We try to get it as much to an hour as possible, but it, that's not always possible because of the way the show is, is produced. So blame Jose Ortiz is basically what he's saying. <laughs> blame the uh, long-winded uh, psychic sometimes <laughs> well it's been an honor and uh, again this show could have ended after the first episode and i believe i got you pissed off at me in the second episode I, it could have ended very very quickly <laughs> and, yeah, not to mention that i was listening to your countdown and i'm like fucking planet rock beat after fucking planet rock beat on the countdown and then we take a break and what's the first song a fucking planet rock beat I'm like this that I need a break from freestyle right about now. In 2019, we will have a proper website for you guys, so you don't have to go searching for the show. Just you know, freestyleclub.com. Go there. You can subscribe from there. You can subscribe on your on your favorite app. You know, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Stitcher. So, uh, well, again, we're the only podcast that are on all those major um, venues. So. You know, subscribe as you like. Subscribe for free. You don't have to pay for us. You don't even have to donate. I mean, if you want to send me a case of Pepsi, that's cool. Uh, but <laughs> And coming soon, we're going to have the Freestyle Club t-shirts. I'm wearing one right now as we speak. Uh, big shout-outs going out to the man they call Shy. He did a test run. He's supposed to be sending me one for you. Uh, hopefully, it will be here before this podcast um, is published. But um, I told him extra medium. Uh, extra medium, that's right. <laughs>
Until next time, a CPR saying goodbye. And remember, peace, love, and freestyle.